It's so good to be amongst the saints of God. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I came to praise and magnify the name of the Lord. Amen. The Bible tells us exactly what to do when we come into the house of the Lord. It lets us know we're supposed to enter into his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and enter into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him. How many thankful people we have in here this morning? How many of you know the Lord is good? Mercies are everlasting. Truth endures to all generations. Then help me out. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. <laughs> And let us exalt his name together. Amen. We thank and we praise God for being here on this morning. God is an awesome God and he's worthy to be praised. Amen. And God has been good to us all week long. In spite of what some of us may have experienced during the week, God has still been good. Amen. He's still been good to us and we thank and we praise God. Amen. For each of you, amen, that have come into the house of the Lord. Amen. And we want to thank God, amen, for our social media audience on today. Those of you that are connected with us on Facebook and or Instagram, we celebrate you. Look, come on, let's give them a point of praise. God bless you. Amen. And we ask you to partner with us in our evangelistic efforts. Amen. By liking and sharing with your social media community. We believe that those, amen, that will watch this, amen, time of ministering, that their lives will be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, we ask you to share, amen, like and share. So those uh, individuals that are a part of your, amen, social media community, can worship with us on this morning i'm ready to preach but just have to do a couple of housekeeping things i don't know uh if everyone is aware that we're in our spiritual renewal prayer campaign and god has been doing some awesome things this is a time amen a focused time of prayer and fasting and consecrating amen this is a time where we're digging deeper we're stretching wider and we're reaching higher for 30 days of intense prayer and we're praying the word of God the Bible says God watches over his word to perform it and so we we sent out a text blast amen with with the prayer confessions we've been praying for an outpouring and some of you you may have not received the text blast but we have some handouts i believe that's been been passed out and i just want to take a little bit of time just to go over it uh real quick so that we can be on one accord the bible lets us know that there's a blessing that comes upon us when when we are in unity that's the place where god commands the blessing so i want to make sure that we're in we're on one accord so during this spiritual renewal prayer campaign we're focusing on the return the revival and the rebuild we're praying that god will send his people back to his house amen i believe it's very important that we gather together in the house of the lord to receive the word of the, the lord also for fellowship and connectivity there's nothing like being amongst the saints of god and we know we're in a time of hybrid worship and we embrace that and we celebrate everyone 
that's worshiping with us uh, via our virtual platforms. And we're also believing God for revival, not just a corporate revival, but we're believing God for a personal revival. Come on, say, Lord, revive me. We want God to refresh us and renew us, realign us to his will, his plan, and his purpose for our lives. And we're also focusing on the rebuild. We're looking at the infrastructure of our ministry and we're reestablishing reestablishing some things and creating some, some new things so that we can make sure we're in tune with the mind of God for this season. So we've been praying for an outpouring of praise and an outpouring of prosperity, an outpouring of, of people, and an outpouring of protection, an outpouring of power, an outpouring of peace, and an outpouring of provisions. And I know some of you have probably been saying, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what to pray for in regards to those areas. If you look at the handout, the handout is prayers. All you have to do is read these prayers and, and God will watch over these prayers to perform his work because these prayers are full of the word of God. These are some powerful prayers. I don't know if you've went through them, but these are some powerful prayers. And some of you may be asked to, to pray on some of our prayer days that besides our Tuesday and Thursday, you might be asked to pray for, for one of these particular areas. We're not asking for you to come up with anything. All you have to do is pray what's on this paper. And I know the enemy will try to play with you, play with your mind. We praying from paper? Yeah, we're praying from paper because the word of the Lord was written on paper. <laughs> come on here somebody so we're praying the word of god and we're gonna watch god get involved now i don't know about you amen i sense a fresh anointing amen i know god is doing something for me personally and i thank god for what he's doing so we just ask you to just pray the word of god pray of uh, the the scriptures that's that's in these handouts and we'll all be on the same page. Amen. Uh, how many of you ready for the word of the Lord? Come on, let's dive into the word of the Lord on this morning. Let's let's pray. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity to stand before your people. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It gives us direction and insight for our lives. Father, let your word go forth with power, authority and conviction. You know us name by name, situation by situation, circumstance by circumstance. Meet us at our very point of need. Father, we need you. We look to the hills from which cometh our help, our help comes from you, the one that has made heaven and the earth. Now, Father, bind my will to your will, bind my emotions to your Holy Spirit. Let my thoughts be your thoughts and let my ways be your very ways. And Father, we declare and decree right now that Satan is defeated. You are exalted. And right now we have the victory in Jesus name. Let all of God's people shout amen. Just do me a great big favor. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. God has um, really been messing with me um, the last couple of times that I've been having to minister the word of the Lord. Anybody that, that preaches um, any amount of time uh, understands that 
you know, it's great when you have your message all outlined, prepared, it's settled uh, in your spirit and you're just soaking and you're just waiting for your opportunity to mount the podium so you can minister the word of the Lord. That's a great great feeling you've done all your study and all your your research you felt the anointing while you was preparing it was just just wonderful you've seen people coming to the altar and all that it's just just a good 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 feeling but then it's an uncomfortable feeling when you do all that preparation you see all the people coming to the altar. You see people crying and weeping while you're preparing and you're doing all your research and you settled in your spirit. And then the Holy Spirit fools around and says another message. So for the last couple of weeks, it just seems like every time I have a message prepared, the Holy Spirit just, just shifts shifts my message. It was, it was very funny, Deacon Shout, and I had it all, all laid out close my ipad and soon as i put my ipad down the holy spirit gave me a whole new message and i said lord have mercy so i said you know this must be a series he's going he's going to give me for for the next time and i fooled around and i have a little shelf uh in my room and i fooled around and went to grab one of my manuals and i grabbed a manual in the same title that the Holy Spirit gave me for the message today was on my manual. I said, well, turn the TV off. It's time to, time to go back to work. This morning, I'm going to preach a message, and I believe it's a timely message, not just for us as the point of praise, but I believe it's a timely message for the times and the seasons that we're in overall. This morning, I'm going to preach about faith for crisis faith for crisis somebody say faith for crisis our world today if we're honest is full of many many kinds of crisis for instance just just think about the news that that we all received on this week kyle rittenhouse being acquitted on all charges after killing two people and wounding another while he was conducting his own armed patrol. That sounds like a crisis to me. That's not it. Just think over 500 interfaith leaders gathering in response to an offensive and outrageous motion made in court by one of the defense attorneys to try to limit who can sit in the courtroom gallery in reaction to Reverend Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson attending the trial at the invitation of the Aubrey family. That sounds like a crisis. Thousands of churches, monthly, some say weekly, Shutting down because of lack of attendance and lack of finances, because the pastor is frustrated, fatigued, and fed up. That sounds like a crisis. Pastors all across the country, several pastors, multitudes of pastors committing suicide because of mental illness or emotional breakdowns, that sounds 
sounds like a, a crisis. Schools all across the country, especially inner city schools, you have educators wanting to shift their careers from educating to now working for trailways or, or working for Amtrak or whatever other career they can, can tap into because of the trauma that's taking place with the, the scholars, the, the students that's coming in on a daily basis because of the tension that's going on because of the lack of emotional intelligence that's taking in place in the classrooms teachers are saying you know what I'm done with this I'll rather do something else because I can't deal with what's going on because we have students now that are disrespectful we have students now that lack the attention span we have parents now that's not involved or engaged with the education of their students and they're not reprimanding their children anymore there's crisis going on in the land. Marriages falling apart at an all-time high. People tapping into drugs and and alcohol. They're creating drugs. I don't know if I don't know if it's happening down here, but I'm I'm quite sure the news is just probably probably hiding it. But I know it's happening down here. Now they're creating drugs. There there's a drug out there now called K2. K2, they're taking potpourri, glory be to God, and smoking potpourri. And what's happening is that, that the, the effect of this drug is causing them to walk around like zombies and take their clothes off while they're walking down the street. They don't know who they are, where they are, or, or what's going on. Sounds to me like that's a crisis. But I believe with all in my heart there's some scriptures in the word of God that we can apply to the situation that can handle the crisis that's going on. Let's go to Mark, the, 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 the 11th chapter, 22nd verse. Mark, the 11th chapter and the 22nd verse. That's going to be our foundational text uh, on this morning. And we're going to look into the word of God. So that we can begin to apply the word of God to the crisis that we may be facing in our personal lives. Because the truth of the matter is, if we're not facing a crisis now, at some point we'll face a crisis. We're, 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 we're either in several, several places in life. We're either facing a crisis, coming out of a crisis or about to go into a crisis. See, you don't just face a crisis, conquer the crisis, and then you, you don't experience no more crisis in your life. I, I have to give you some sad news. Crises are perpetual. <laughs> Am I talking real good? Y'all, can I take my time? We don't, we don't get up here that much. Can I take my time and just talk to you? I don't see your face to preach uh, too much. Most of the time I'm looking into a camera. So can I take advantage of this opportunity and just, just preach the word, word of God? We're either in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, or, or getting ready to go into a crisis. And when you deal with crisis in your life, you need to have faith 
and not be trying to obtain faith. Because most of the time, if you're working on obtaining faith while you're in a crisis, nine times out of ten, it's already too late. Oh, I know y'all didn't like that one. You need to already have faith when you're entering into a crisis so you can have the boldness to deal with the crisis. Because how you handle the crisis is going to determine how you come out of the crisis. You can either come out of the crisis bitter or you can come out of the crisis better. Because a lot of times when you're dealing with a crisis, God is not only working on it, but God is also working on you. Because crisis will reveal who you really are and where you really are in God. Are y'all listening to me? So the Bible says in Mark 11 and 22, it says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, what? Have faith in God. Tell somebody you need to have faith in God. Don't have faith in Fox News. Don't have faith in CNN. Don't have faith in MSNBC. Have faith in God. Regardless of how intense the crisis is, have faith in God. As we found out on last week, with God, all things are possible. It may be critical, it may be dark and hostile, things may be going chaotic in your life, but regardless of the experience, you need to have faith in God. Regardless of, huh, regardless of what you see and regardless of what it seems like, God can still do the impossible. Y'all don't remember the scripture on last week where, where it lets us know, amen, with man, it's impossible. Yet naturally, some things, some crisis we face, it's impossible to fix. It's impossible to get out. Come on. It's impossible to deal with it. But thanks be unto God because I'm a believer. I don't have to handle it by myself. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to know how it's going to work out because I'm with God and with God, all things. My God, I feel like preaching a little bit on this morning. So from this very, very small representation of scripture here in Mark 11 and 22, it is evident that faith should play an active role in the life of every believer. Every believer shouldn't only have faith, but every believer should utilize the faith that they have. Why did it get so quiet? We were designed by God to live by faith. You have faith. Some of you have faith and don't even realize it. Okay, okay, I, I, I'll prove it, I'll, I'll prove it. When you came to the upper room this morning, you didn't check the chair to, hand, to see if it can handle the weight you have. You automatically trusted that the manufacturer built that chair sturdy, sturdy enough to handle the amount of weight you have. 
So what you did was you came to that chair. You didn't check it out. You can, didn't flip it over and see how much weight it can handle. You just automatically sat down because you believed that this chair was made sturdy enough to handle your weight. So that lets me know you do have faith. My, 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 my. When you got in your car, you believed automatically that when you got in your car, it was going to start up regardless of how cold it was outside. You have faith. We all have a measure of faith. And that measure you have is enough to accomplish anything you want to accomplish in the earth. If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, come on now, you can speak to the mountain. That's a crisis. You can tell it to be removed and be cast in the sea. And as long as you don't doubt in your heart, you're going to have what you say. I feel like hollering up in here this morning. I know you have masks on, and I know, amen, we're, we're in the midst of a pandemic, and I, and I know you think, amen, because, amen, we're having hybrid worship, that while you're sitting in your seat, you can't holler, you can't, you can't move your hands, you can't, can't rock. The devil is a liar. Glory be to God. See, see, when God inspired the writer to write, make a joyful noise, all ye land, he knew COVID was going to come at one point. When he said, serve the Lord with gladness, he knew that in the future, COVID would be here. When he, when he, when he inspired the writer to, to write in everything, give thanks, he knew, come on now, in 2019, COVID was going to manifest, but he didn't change his word at all. My, <laughs> my, 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 my. So it's very important as a people of God that we live by faith because everything we need God to do in our lives can be acquired through faith. Now, let me ask a question. How many of you need God to do something? You don't have to tell me what it is, but everybody in here need God to, to, God to do something. The way he does it is not by you crying even though he understands your tears. It's not by you complaining. He allows us to have, amen, uh, he allows us a season to trip out when we get hit with a crisis. He allows us to be emotional at times when we have crisis. Come on now. He allows us to be concerned when we, we have crisis. All right. All right. Y'all know the scripture. You all, you all, some of you have been around longer than me, so you know more Bible than me. You know the scripture where it says, cast your cares upon him because he what? Cares for you. Y'all remember that? It's in the Bible, right? See, see, he gives us permission to be concerned about our crisis. Come on, tell somebody, you can be concerned. Yeah, you, you can shed some tears. Come on now. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you can feel bad about the situation. You can even talk about it to some people. Oh, my. See, that's not a lack of faith. Don't allow the enemy to play with your mind. That's not a lack of faith. That's your emotional feelings. Come on now. 
All right, y'all need some Bible, right? You remember Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane getting ready to, 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 to go to the cross? Y'all remember that, right? He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, had some emotions. Come on. Sweat was coming down his brow like drops of blood. That was an intense situation. And he said, you know what? God, if it's possible, get me out of this. Come on. Sometimes we deal with some crisis in our lives where we say, I don't want to deal with this. Anybody ever have a, an intense crisis in their life where you wanted to say, Look, matter of fact, scratch that. You said, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to be bothered with this. I don't feel like fooling around with this. And if I can get away from this, that's what I'm going to do. Jesus said, God, if it's possible, get me out of this. Then he fooled around, tapped in the anointing. He stayed in prayer a little while too long. If he wanted to get out of it, he should have got up off his knees. Come on now. But since he was in prayer, he tapped into the anointing. He said, nevertheless, in other words, in spite of this crisis, not my will, thine will be done. Stay with me. I got somewhere I'm going. The Bible says in, in Hebrews 10 and 38, write it down. Whoo. Hebrews 10 and 38. Wait a minute. I heard something when Mother Giles just, just shouted that out. Y'all shout that out. Just say, nevertheless. That means in spite of all this, however, in spite of this crisis, however, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to face it. And I'm going to allow you to work in it. Jesus said, I, in spite of this pain. In spite of this difficult moment, in spite of the intensity of all this, he said, your will, you will be done. In other words, he was saying, God, you have a plan and a purpose that's going to come out of all this. Ooh, my, my, y'all not acting like I saw it when I was preparing it. <laughs> all right, Hebrews 10, 10 uh, and 38. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, and my righteous ones will live by faith. In other words, those that are in right standing with God, those that have a relationship with God, they're going to live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. In other words, he says, I, I, I'm not going to take no pleasure in those, those righteous ones that just turn their back and walk away and don't utilize their faith and just give up in the midst of crisis. All right. The just shall do what? The ones that's been made righteous shall do what? Live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, you are going to see some stuff. You're going to read some documents. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to hear some stuff from the doctors. Come on now. You're going to get some bad news. Sometimes the report is not going to be favorable. Come on now. You know there's some crises that come in your life that knock you off your feet. All right, now I'm talking to nobody that never been. You know there's some crises you face in your life that you, you, just, you just sit and stare at the TV and you don't even realize it's on? All right. You, you, you know there's some crisis in, in that, that have come in your life and, and you're driving and the situation is in your mind and you forget that you were supposed to be going to a certain destination and you just keep driving. 
All right, nobody never been there before. Nobody never been there before. <laughs> Some of y'all said, I do that when there ain't no Christ. <laughs> Make the wrong turn. Make a U-turn. Come on, forget what you went to the store for. Go to sleep at 11, up at 11.30. You think it's a new morning. That's a real crisis. Go back at 11.30, back up at 12.15. No, see, none of y'all never faced nothing then. I can, come on now. Go to sleep at 12.15, wake up at 1, and walk, walk in the living room. Look in the refrigerator. Don't grab nothing. Go back, get in the bed, and just hope you can go to sleep. Anybody ever been there before? Back up at 2.30 and then just say, I might as well just stay on up for the rest of the night and talk to the Lord because it seems like I'm not going to get no sleep. All right. My scriptures are not helping, so let me... Let, but I still got to stay in the word because that's what he watches over. Let's, let's go to Psalms 34 and 19. I'm going to read it from the Amplified, but, but you will know what it says in yours. I was, uh, the other day, mother, I was, I was driving. Um, I think it was night. <laughs> I was riding and was thinking about I would say a crisis, but I, I know which one it was. I was, I was, I was, I was, I, I, see, it, it went from a crisis to the crisis. I know exactly what the crisis was. And I'm riding and I, I'm thinking about the, the situation. Matter of fact, I went to, I think I went to go get food from my family and I'm riding and I'm thinking I'm in the, the right lane while I'm driving, but I'm really, I made up a lane. Made up a lane and, and, and I'm driving and I'm looking. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Come on, I'm talking about me. I know none of this stuff. Never. Let me give you my testimony. And I'm, I'm, I'm driving and I'm driving. Then I snap out of it. I snap out of it. I didn't pray. I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't pray. I didn't say, Lord, have mercy. I didn't speak in tongues. I said, I need to get my behind home because I'm, I'm dealing with a crisis. <laughs> See, sometimes your, a crisis can cause you to lose your sense of direction. Come on, I'm, I'm talking spiritually. Stay with me now. Forget what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be going. And you forget that God has plans for you and a crisis can throw you off track and cause you to miss God if you don't get your focus right. I was, I was, um, I was, I was, I was, uh, just before I got on a, a phone call, uh, meeting, um, with one of the members, members here, matter of fact, uh, at the point, um, I was sitting and meditating about what we're experiencing here at the point. I was sitting there meditating on it. And this is what the Holy Spirit, can I tell y'all what the Holy Spirit said to me? This is what the Holy Spirit said to me. The Holy Spirit said, he was real simple. He said, don't stop doing ministry. 
I know that don't mean nothing to some of y'all. Because you can fool around and be in a crisis and get so focused on the crisis and you stop everything. And you just focus on the crisis and you forget, hold on. God still has a mandate for the church. Oh, God. And he knew this crisis was going to happen, but that doesn't mean the crisis has to stop our progression. Oh, God. Matter of fact, the crisis should motivate us and let us know, you know what? We're on the right track. Oh, God. Because we're dealing with a crisis. Y'all stay with me. All right. Psalms, Psalms 34, 19. I got to hurry up and make my point. It says, I'm reading from the uh, Amplified. It says, as we well know, adversities is a part of the human experience. But we have a promise in the word of God that states, many evils confront the consistently righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. All right, let me give it to you in the King James Version. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but, come on now, the Lord delivereth them out of them all. In other words, it doesn't matter how many crises comes, God will make sure you get out of it. Come on now, let's let's prophesy to one another. Look at somebody with that mask up and say, God is delivering us. In other words, he's not just bringing us out, but he's bringing us to a certain destination. He has somewhere he wants us to end up. So he uses the crisis as a mode of transportation to get us to the destination. I'm preaching better. Woo! I told Jimmy Wells I wasn't going to move that much, but I, <laughs> woo! Glory to God! My, 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 my. All right, all right, all right. Let me let me give you my landing scripture. Now this is going to be a long landing. So <laughs> I'm landing, but I'm not coming down fast. All right, man. Let's go to um. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to um. Genesis, the first chapter. We're going to read the first and second verse. This is a very familiar crisis. Very familiar crisis. Y'all with me? You with me? All right. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I know when we look at this, got it, Pastor. Let's dig a little bit deeper into this because most times when crisis occurs, it seems to be the end of a thing. Meaning there's no coming out of this. Sometimes when you get in a crisis, it's so devastating where you say, okay, it's over now. I know you've never been there. It's over now. It's, this, is, this is the final point. Sometimes the enemy can get so, so, so heavy on your mind where you're really not thinking of a way out. You're just thinking of a solution to the problem. Are you with me? This 
is the conclusion of the matter, sometimes we say. But when we look at crisis from the eyes of faith, crisis is not the conclusion of a matter, but is a part of the process of God completing the work that he already began. All right. The process is not a conclusion, but it's an evolution of what God is doing. You're evolving or we're evolving or it is evolving into what God said it was going to be from the foundation. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go to Philippians 1 and 6. Come on. I got to give you all Bible for this stuff because you're not saying nothing. So I got the Bible will speak in Philippians 1 and 6. And don't worry, I'm going to come back to, to Genesis 1. It says this in the Amplified. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing. He that who begun a good work. Come on now. In you. Come on. Say God is doing something in me. Not as only God doing something. See, the you is not just you, but the point is a you. Let, let's say this as a church family. You, you repeat it after me. Say he who begun a good work in the point. Come on now. When was when when was this ministry first established? In 1933, a work had begun. Come on now. He gave somebody a promise. Come on now. Come on. Y'all got to talk back to me. And the Bible says, come on. He who begun a good work. It's not just any kind of work, but it's a good work. It's an ordained work. Come on now. It's a work with an anointing on it. It's a work with an assignment attached to it. It's a work with souls connected to it and lives connected to it. He begun a good work. Ooh, I'm preaching myself happy. I might be preaching to me this morning. Y'all just help me get my breakthrough. Y'all gonna help me out? Come on. It says, he who begun a good work in you will continue. Wait a minute. This is how they used to read the Bible back when I was growing up. They didn't just rush through it. They took, took their time. Say, tell somebody real quick. Come on, help them out. Raise their level of faith. Tell somebody God is going to continue the work. will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work. We're not just going to complete it, but in the process of crisis, he's going to develop it. Oh, my God. So God is working uh, on the work. Come on now. So it can look like he ordained for it to look. Come on, mother, don't do that because I'm trying to retire from Holland now. <laughs> it's right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to his full completion in you. God is maturating us. Meaning you as an individual and the ministry. He's maturating it. He's perfecting it. Come on now. We're on the potter's wheel. He's taking out all the kinks and all, all the pebbles. And he's smoothing stuff out in the midst of crisis. I'm going to prove my point in a minute. Y'all stay with me. 
y'all know this 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 scripture in genesis is very familiar see creation marks the absolute beginning of the temporal and material world the traditional jews and, and christian belief in genesis 1 and 2 declares that god created the original heaven and earth from nothing and that verse number two clarifies that when it came from the creator's hand, the mass was without form and void and unformed and without any life. Y'all saying that don't that that don't mean nothing. Just 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 stay with me. See, the rest of the chapter, it then explains the process of creation in detail. There is no evidence in the Hebrew text for long ages of evolutionary development or a gap of time between verse one and two. Because a lot of times when we read this particular text in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. A lot of times when we read it, we think is broken down into parts and it's really all happening at the same time what does all that mean in the midst of crisis who my god no i better not give you that part yet let me let me back up it's a it's a part a part that i want to want to give you in Genesis 1, verses 1 through 2, you don't hear anything about the devil. Oh my God. Come on, I need some teachers up in here. Oh God. You don't hear anything about the devil. All you hear about is what God did. Sometimes, woo, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, this is me. My, let, wait, I got to, I got to try to control myself because Jimmy Wells said I can't move today, so I got to try to stand still. Sometimes in crisis, the person we want to convict from the onset is the devil. Maybe the crisis that we're facing is not from the devil at all. It could be God setting us up for something. <laughs> oh my God. Even though it may be painful and uneasy, stressful, come on, worrisome, maybe God is working something out. Because in the beginning, when the earth was without form and void, God created it and it was like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe God is the one that created the crisis. I knew I wasn't going to, I knew everybody was going to just look at me with like this. I, I know, I know you want to say this can't be God. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But even in the midst of, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Earth without form, come on, he created the heavens and the earth. Stay with me. I promise you I'm about to, about to quit. He created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. 
and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit. Wait a minute. All that was going on, but the spirit was covering the situation. Let me let me submit to you that even though you may be in the midst of a crisis right now, you have to have faith because the spirit is involved. And where the spirit of the oh where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So there's only a it's only a matter of time before we come out of it. Oh my God! Wait a minute, spirit is who? I didn't even go to verses three and four and five. I didn't even go. To, spirit is Hooverman. God says, all right, now I'm going to get to work in the midst of this. What did he say first? What did he say? I'm not, I'm, I don't have it there. What did he say? He, spoke, he said what? Let there be what? He said, you know what? I'm going to shine my brightness on this dark situation. Yeah. See, when you, when, you, when, you, when you have faith in the midst of crisis, you don't speak doubt into your situation. You speak the word of God in your situation. Your language changes. Now, you may start out tripping, but then eventually you shift. Come on now. Come on. And you start looking, looking in this handout and say, hold on now. There's some promises in the word of God. And when I was a little boy, they used to sing a song. They used to have us sing a song. Every promise in the book is mine. Come on now. How many of you know that every promise in the word of God is ours? Regardless of how dark the situation is, regardless of how dismal the situation is, regardless of how chaotic the situation is, God has the ability to turn that situation around. I was talking, I was talking to, um, I was talking to Brother Ivan uh, on, on this week, talking, how long conversation Jimmy Wells, I can't help it. I got to walk, man. I, I can't take it no more. I'm about to catch a stroke up here, man. I can't. I, gotta walk. I wouldn't be myself, but I ain't come out here just for a little while. Now, if I got to back up, just tell me I got to back up. But I, I at least give me a couple seconds out here. I was talking to Brother Ivan, but Ivan was talking to me about, about a situation that, that, that he's going through. You know, see, when people are going through through transition, when people are going through transition uh, in life and they're used to living life a certain type of way, and then they make a change in their life and they receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, sometimes you think that's the magic wand to success. Just automatically just going. And I was telling him, I was like, listen, man, in my life when I was going, going through major transition, you know, having my own pharmaceutical company and I gave my life to, to, to Jesus Christ. Now I'm in a, a situation in my life because I have a little record now and, and, and I'm on papers. It's, it's hard to get a job. See, it was different back then when I was going through it's hard to get a job. And, and, you know, all I know is, listen, I, I know how to get money. This ain't no problem to get money. You know, I can, I can just, you know, make a couple of calls and the pharmacy will be back open. Okay. <laughs> we can relaunch the business quick. But I said, no, 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 no. My focus is on I want to I want to change my life. And I never forget after a period of time, the Holy Spirit said something to me. 
Now, I wasn't as mature as I am now, but I, I, I knew it was the Holy, Holy Spirit because the only other time I would hear voices is when I was doing some other stuff. <laughs> Come on. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> some of y'all act like you never heard voices before. It's the only time, Deke. So, so, so I heard the Holy Spirit said, say to me, um, um, I'm working on you because I got to get some stuff out of you because you're so used to doing stuff your way and accomplishing it your way and you're being in control of everything. So I got to deal with you and show you that my way is the best way, even though it may be a way of suffering. See, what has happened in Christendom, and I promise you I'm getting ready to close. Uh, what has happened in Christendom, we've preached so many bless me sermons. And you're coming out, and God's going to do it, and God's going to turn it around that we, we forgot that this way is a way of suffering. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, but the good thing is God gave us a promise. Many are the afflict. Y'all thought I forgot the scripture of the righteous, but the Lord. He says, if you suffer with me, you're going to reign with me. Ooh, Paul understood it. That's why he said, all that I may know him. Come on. And the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. That's how I get to know. And what's happening in the point, God is causing us to get to know him in a different way. And we're coming out, but we're coming out better. Come on now. Coming out at another level. Come on now. Coming out more accomplished. Ooh, my, 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 my. This is where I'm going to close. This is where I'm going to close. I was in the barbershop on, on, on yesterday. And I know y'all saying, what you got to cut? Uh, come on. Come on. I got to at least take care of my facial hairs. That's all I got. That's all I got. Solomon, I thought I was going to see you there, but you wasn't there working, buddy. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> but look, 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 I'm at the barbershop and a gentleman, friend of mine that I used to work with in the community in, in Albany when I was when I was passing there. He's in a wheelchair, he's disabled, legs all messed up, jacked up. He rolls, rolls in. And I didn't think he was going to remember me because it's been like, oh, man, it, it might be good 20 years, maybe. He rolls in, he rolls in, and he, he fist pumps all of us. He gets his hair cut, I shave, what have you. Then he, I, I'm waiting for my son. I'm sitting there waiting for my son. He rolls back over to come to talk to me, and he's, he's giving me praise reports of things he's going through. Now, at a certain type of time of night, you, you, sometimes you don't feel like doing a lot of talking or, or hearing a lot. Come on now. I was, mother, I was kind at that point, <laughs> but I was smiling and he's talking, he's telling me his story. And because I haven't seen him so long, I'm listening and I'm smiling and I'm, yeah, and that's good. And, and the Holy Spirit said, lean in, pay attention to him. And I'm saying to myself, oh God, this is going to be a long one. And he's talking, he's talking. 
He's talking about a real estate project that he was handling and, and dealing with and having so many challenges and things of that nature. And I'm listening I'm, and I'm listening. I'm trying to what's the catch? And he's talking about stuff God is doing and all that stuff. And the Holy Spirit said one more time, listen, lean in. He keeps talking, Deacon Shelton. And then he said, I had a roof issue. I said, here it is. Said I had a roof, roof situation. And he said, I didn't know how I was going to deal with this roof situation because I'm really not in the real estate. I'm not a building contractor or anything like that. I don't, I don't know how I'm how I'm gonna deal with it. And I'm just trusting in God and independent on God. And he's saying people are giving me challenges and, and, and the contractors. I'm uh, I'm going through stuff and I'm wondering how in the world I'm gonna get this fixed. It's my legacy and all that. I don't know. I'm gonna lose it. I don't know what's going on. And then I have the person next to me, the person next door to me. Uh, uh, she's trying to take the property from me. She wants to buy it. Uh, uh, she because because she understands the history uh, of the property. And I'm saying, oh, my God, and I'm listening. He said, but pastor, one day he said, one day I was at a meeting, a community meeting and somebody started talking to me and they started talking to me about roofing. And the Holy Spirit told me, listen to him, not me talking about the man in the wheelchair, said, listen to him. And he said, now tell him your situation. He said, I told him my situation. He said, don't worry about it. I'll be down there tomorrow, my whole crew, and we're going we're gonna to fix it. He said, they got up on the roof, fixed the whole problem. He didn't have to worry about nothing, and it didn't. Y'all see, y'all don't want to hear the rest of them. It didn't hurt him financially at all because God gave him favor with the contractor. Can I say, oh, shy. oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. That's woo, my, 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 my. Okay. I believe with all of my heart that the faith, can I prophesy to this church? I believe the favor of God is upon this ministry. Oh, my God. No, no, see, that, that was like we on the Geraldo show. You know, how the, like they had a clap machine, hit the clap machine and everybody. Else. No, I believe the favor of God is on this ministry and the favor of God is on your life. Come on now. And I believe that there's going to be divine connections and divine resources. And oh, my God. And I believe that God not is, but has turned this situation around because we are a people of faith. Somebody ought to stand on their feet and let's give God praise. My time is up. Come on, let's give God praise. Because I believe the favor of God is working on our behalf. Faith. For crisis. Ooh. Somebody watching me right now on Facebook and on Instagram. All you have to do is trust in God. Believe in God. I remember... I remember uh, uh, I first got into the ministry. This is one of the highlights uh, of my ministry. Um, never happened before uh, in my life. 
and I know everybody in the that knows this person would that's the preacher would dream of this happening but me and dad Johnson tag team preached and I'll never forget the message the, the title of the message was trusting God and don't quit Just tell somebody, encourage them, say, trust in God and don't quit. We're going to see Christ in the midst of crisis. I'm going to pray, pray for us and then I'm going, going to talk to our online audience real quick. You can join in with us, those that are on Facebook Live. Come on, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you for who you are. We thank you for being the God in the midst of crisis. You're our God <laughs> and you never fail. Mm, my God, you're always there. We can rely on you. We can depend on you. We can lean on you, God. And Father, we thank you, oh God, mm, my God, for answering us even in the midst of crisis. We thank you for your favor surrounding us as a shield. We thank you for putting us in the right places at the right time, God. We thank you for turning our situation around. God, we thank you for raising our level of faith according to Ephesians 3 and 20, where you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that works on the inside of us. And God, because we walk by faith and not by sight, we're declaring it's already done. This shout is already done. It's already done. God, we thank you in advance for the victory. Oh, my, 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 my. We thank you for the victory. Holy Spirit just reminded me of something. We was in our leadership meeting, I believe it was two weeks ago. I believe it was two weeks ago. One of the last statements that was um, shouted out in the, the atmosphere was by Lady Child. And she said, we have the victory. Come on, shout it out in the atmosphere. Shout, we have the victory. No, y'all, you're not saying it like you, you, you're, you, you're not saying it with conviction. I know you have your, your mask on and you think this might be your last breath. But if it is, let's, let's give it out for the Lord. Come on, just shout, we have the victory. We have the victory. 